Hey guys, another episode of the podcast coming at you. So uh, last week I I did this podcast. It's all about getting yourself ready for next season. And um, gosh, I just I dragged it on a little bit long. I got so caught up in talking about states and new spots and Google Earth and maps and and all the research that goes into it that I that I burned up an hour pretty easy. And so um, I turned it into a two part. Um, episode. So this is the second part. You know, in this episode, I want to talk, um, you know, about physical fitness and getting your body ready for the hunts next year and and getting in shape and how important that is. And then and then also I want to talk about, um, you know, your bow shot. It seems like well, every successful hunt you have always comes down to making your shot, and and you can never be too good of an archery shot. And so it's about this constant evolution and constant learning. Um, improving your shooting, you know, and, and also not just putting your bow away for the off season, you know, keeping that thing out and keeping practicing and, and keep building on, on everything you've gained, you know, to get ready for this season. So, um, yeah, I guess we'll start off, um, you know, talking about physical fitness and, and, uh, physical fitness has played such a huge role in my success over the years. Uh, I started years ago, um, you know, I, I just started to notice the importance of it and how tough the mountains are. I mean, the, the mountains are just grueling they're mile after mile. And then with a backpack on and, and it really tests your endurance and, and test your, your will to succeed at every step. Uh, you know, especially if you're going in for a multiple day hunt, it seems like you can push hard for a day or two or three days. But once you start to get into those deeper days in the hunt, it, you know, your your body starts to get sore and tired. You know, maybe you're sleep deprived, not getting enough sleep in the tent because you're hunting so hard, you know, till dark and getting back to camp and then waking up so early. And, and it just wears on you to the point where it's tough to keep going towards the end of the hunt. And it's, um, you know, it's as much your mental strength as it is your physical fitness but your your physical fitness and the training in the off season helps build this mental toughness and helps build it into you to keep pushing during season and so you know it, it's been one of the hugest assets for me and I you know some guys have a tough time tying in physical fitness with success you know in in the hunting woods or you know they just feel like well I'm in good enough shape to to hike you know, mile after mile and look for game. And when it's time, I'm, I'm going to go hard. And, and it's, that just, it, it only holds so true. You know, there's, there's always, you can always be in better shape and, and being in good shape. Gosh, I mean, it helps me. Um, it helps me, like I say, push day after day, um, mile after mile. And it just, it, I don't let myself quit. I know my body's in such good shape that I know, you know, I can, I can push. I mean, some of these stocks I go for, you know, I'll see bucks across huge drainages, 2000 feet of elevation loss and gain, and then got to do all that back over again to get back to camp. And I just know I'm in good shape. And so if there's a, if, the, if there's a chance I can kill that buck and he's in a good spot with a good wind, you know, I just go for it. I don't second guess it. I'll do anything to accomplish my goals and, and being in good shape allows me to do that. Um, also, I can't tell you how many times where I've seen like a good bull go over the ridge line, and if you can make it to that ridge line where he just went over the top in, in a short amount of time, you know when you come over the top, he's right there in range, or or that, or even cutting cutting off a, a herd of elk or a you know a, a buck or whatever, but cutting them off and getting in front of them. There, there's always a time to to move quick, and and you got to know when to slow down. That's part of stalking. Um, but at the same time, you got to know when to when to push and to go hard. You know, I know some of these stocks on on bucks. A lot of times, I'm down off the feature looking at them, and they bed down, and you don't know how long they're going to be bedded. And so, you know, your play is to try to get up and around them as quick as you can. You know, half the time you're at a jog, and, and you're just trying to make it around them before they move bed, so you can close into where they're at. And so, there's always you're always trying to close distance and in the better shape you are the the faster you can close distance and, and you know and there's so much that ties to it you know not only in hunting but but also in the pack out um you know we kill these animals you know way off trails or way in deep back in some place i mean 
you know, you guys have heard the saying, that's when the work begins. Well, that's the truth. You know, you, you got, you got a deer down by yourself or you get an elk down by yourself. You know, you've got multiple trips back in there with heavy loads on your backpack. And if you're not in good shape, um, you know, it dang near kill you to get them out of there. I mean, it dang near kills you when you're in good shape, but, but physical fitness, it just means everything to me, being in good shape, being able to push really hard. And then, you know, like I was saying, I get a bunch of a mental strength and mental toughness for it uh, from it, and I and I think that's um, it is one of the big it is the biggest asset we have as as hunters is to have mental strength and to keep pushing to pick ourselves up after after a miss or a blown stock or um, just to keep going day after day even if you're not seeing any bucks knowing that day eight day nine you just you're gonna keep going and you're gonna keep driving hard to accomplish your goals you know that. Um, it's a way of paying our dues and and always working towards our goals. And when you pay your dues and work hard towards your goals all year round, you know thousands of running miles I put into it. When I get a hunt, get on a hunt, and I'm on day nine, and there's no way I'm quitting and early and going home. I got too much invested in it. I got too much invested in my physical fitness to to give up or give in. You know, I I know I can keep pushing. I know I can go another day. I know I can go another mile. Um, but that that mental strength, you know, I I think I attribute almost all my success to that is is to to keep pushing hard. And when you're you know when you do you know, and there's multiple ways to to get in good shape. I like you know, there's three different facets of it that I like to think about. I think about strength, endurance, and flexibility, and, and I try to get those three in. But um, that that endurance to to keep pushing on and to keep going and and also it it builds trust in your body and 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 trust that you know you can keep going and and building that endurance builds the the most mental strength you know it's so taxing on you um like I say there's multiple different ways to get in good shape and I'll go over what I do but um I do a lot of trail running and this trail running I mean it's um mile after mile in the mountains where you're climbing up hills, down hills, side hill and trail in and you know a, a lot of times you're doing you know 15 or 20 miles you know at some point in that run you want to quit uh, there's just no two ways about it um but you you continue you know you work through that in your own mind and you keep telling yourself no I can't quit you know a lot of times you're that many miles from the truck so you've got to make it back but um you just keep telling yourself one foot in front of the in front of the next keep pushing and keep going hard um, and it's that same attitude during hunting season when the chips are down and, and uh, you know, what, whatever the case is, you, you just know you have that endurance built into you. And you know, you know, I got to wake up this morning at, at 5 a.m. I got to get on the trail. I got to find that buck. I got to keep pushing. You know, I've waited all year for this. I've trained all year for this. Um, so that physical fitness is just so important to me. Um and, and like I say, it's a way that I pay my dues and a way toward, that I work towards my goals and that, you know, I can I can preach. You know, I learned at a young age, I learned during during wrestling um, and through all facets of life, but uh, especially during wrestling taught me the lessons that, that the harder you work at something, the better you'll be at it. And, and so, you know, I try to carry that throughout life, whether it's in my business or, you know, whether it's on this podcast or, or in, in the hunting world. But I, I love working hard towards my goals and accomplish them and and you know trail running for me or physical fitness you know every facet of it is a way that I can pay my dues to the to the hunting world or to the hunting gods or however you want to say it but it's it's a way that I, I'm putting in the hard work that goes towards my success at the end of the season and and like I say you have so much confidence in the woods when you're when you're in good shape and and it doesn't wear you down and you know you know, you can climb that next mountain because a lot of a lot of our endurance, you know, isn't isn't how many miles you can do. It's how much elevation. I mean, you're constantly climbing and that takes it out of you faster than anything. And especially, you know, if you got your camp on your back or something like that, um, you know, you may think you're tough until you get in the mountains with a with a 40 pound pack and you've got to do 15 or 20 miles, you know, that beats anybody up, you know, and so you got to get yourself ready, both both physically and mentally. Um, so like I was saying, there's there's three facets to my training as I like to train 
um, strength and I like to train um, flexibility and then endurance. So flexibility is a new one for me. Um, I just started this like maybe a couple years ago and it, it has helped me immensely. So I, I never have been a guy that stretches. I didn't stretch, you know, when I used to play sports. I mean, they'd make you a little bit or whatever. Um, you know, I'd maybe stretch a little bit before runs, but not much, to be honest. I just go for it. And it worked for me. I was young. I had a young body. But what started to happen, you know, through, you know, working construction my whole life and, and um, I've always been strong and I've always worked on my endurance, but um, I never worked on my flexibility. And so, you know, when I was working, I'd twist a certain way and I'd, I'd tweak my back a little bit. And you try to keep going on a hunt with a tweaked back. It just doesn't work. And if, you know, and it used to hurt it pretty bad, like, um, you know, butchering an elk is a great example because you're always bent over and it works that lower back. Well, it fatigues that lower back and then pretty soon you twist a certain way and, and tweak your back. And boy, good luck getting that elk out of the mountains with a hurt back. But that's where flexibility has really helped me and it's also helped me with other injuries you know as far as pulled muscles in my legs um it bands in my knees i mean just everything really it's just uh flexibility plays such a huge part and there's there's nobody really talking about it or, or doing it i mean there are there's um i mean everybody hears about yoga and not that i want you to get your yoga pants on and and go get a frappe down at the uh, down at the starbucks or whatever but i'm serious it really helps it really works and so um you know, I've kind of got in, I call them my man stretches. It makes me feel a little bit better about myself, but I've really got into this yoga and stretching, you know, probably, you know, I like to do it every day, but it ends up being about five days a week. And I don't, I don't have, you know, I want to get into it more and more. I want to, I want to learn more about these yoga routines and uh, it's not just for the women. It's, you know, it's for all of us guys and it especially helps in hunting. I mean, it, it's just amazing, you know, and I, I live in such a small town, but I'd, I'd love to find a couple yoga classes I can go to and, and get better at it. And it's, it's, it's about, it's like feeling your body stretch. Like you can bend over and touch your toes, but there's this, there's this thing when you can actually start to feel the muscle stretch and feel what the stretch is doing and doing it correctly that you get a bunch out of it. And and like I say, that flexibility, you know, I haven't pulled my back out in a in a couple years where it used to be a few times a year I would tweak it. And, and when I did tweak it, you know, as far as on the pain scale, you know, one to 10, I mean, I could pull it out of seven or eight and be on the couch for a couple of days where I couldn't move. And there's, there's no way you're continuing a hunt like that. And, and it seems like as I started this stretch and I haven't tweaked my back at all. Um, but even if I, if I do, it's like a one or a two on the scale where you could push through it or go through it. And, and like I say, I haven't, I can't remember an injury in the last couple of years that I've had, which is just amazing for me. And, and, and also pulled muscles. Um, like I was telling you before, um, I used to get a hamstring pull or calf pull or something, you know, from all the miles I was running and with doing these stretches and stretching after my runs. And, um, I'm still not very good at stretching before my runs. I should be better, but stretching every day is building my flexibility, which in turn has let me push harder. And I mean, as these years start keep clicking off and, and I get older, you know, I seem to just keep being in, in better shape and, and being able to endure more, which is just awesome. Um, so that flexibility is a big one that I've, I've never really done. Like I say, it's just been in the, the past few years where I picked it up and, and really the past couple. And I, um, like I say, my man stretches, I've just kind of got this routine that I found that I keep trying to add to, um, but it's a, a lot of back stretching and a lot of twisting and, and just getting my body used to these awkward positions and kind of pushing. And then it also helps um, too. There's a lot of like balance poses and stuff. And, and not that I'm a pro at all of them or anything, but I, I try to pick up ones here or there. And then my, my wife does yoga. And so she's always given me tips on, on different stretches and different poses I can do. And, and, uh, man, it has helped me immensely. So it's something that you never really think about physical fitness, but, um, the benefits of it are just amazing. And I'm going to do it as I continue getting older. I'm going to focus more and more on it. And like I say, I want to keep learning about it. But there's a reason there's all these yoga gyms popping up. It is really good for you. That flexibility, uh, like I say, it's a main part uh, of physical fitness that I've just always ignored. You know, I've always worked on my strength and worked on my endurance. Well, it does you no good to have strength and endurance if you tweak your back out of place. So, um, 
that flexibility it's has just been huge for me so like i say i'm going to continue to learn and if you guys haven't tried it just pick up a few stretches that'll help you you know wherever your weak points are uh, you know genetically we all have different points you know whether it's um you know your your knees or your shoulders or, or your back but just pick up some stretches that help stretch that out and then stick to it it doesn't take that long it's it's uh, not that big of a commitment and the benefits you know far outweigh um you know the the embarrassment of getting on yoga pants not that you got to get on your spandex but you know what i mean um it, it's super beneficial um so it's it's something that that nobody in the hunting world is really talking about but something that i'm using a bunch and that i'm really benefiting from um so that's that's a big part of my physical fitness that i've just incorporated that i'm super happy with and then um we go into to strength and and strength is super important strength is um you know, it, it helps to have good muscle tone when you're climbing up and down mountains and this, this muscle tone or extra muscle like in your legs, um, it, it helps gives your knees stability. So you, and, and so you're, so you don't twist something out of place that way. Um, it, it just, it gives you so much stability coming down uneven slopes and side healing and, and, uh, carrying a pack. I mean, having those strong back muscles and, and, um, so it, it's a huge part of physical fitness. Um, I would say, you know, that, that mo- most guys focus on this. Um, you know, the, most of the time this isn't a problem. Weight training for guys is something we like. We like to get stronger and, and we like to feel strength. But it, you don't want to, you know, for me, uh, endurance is more important than strength. But, you know, I have a decent build on me and I get good exercise from work. But strength it is important and I do want to put lean muscle on. I just don't want you guys just to focus on weight training. I see so many guys in the gym that just focus on lifting and don't do any cardio work and they can't keep up in the mountains. So you got to teach those muscles endurance as well. Um, but strength is important and it's a big part of physical fitness. Like I say, um, having strength to, to, to pack a pack or to pack heavy weight out, um, you know, up and down hills that, that muscle is great for you. You know, it's just a fine line. You get too much muscle and then it takes too much blood flow and too much oxygen out of you. And then you start to lose endurance. So you just want to teach these muscles endurance as you, as you put on muscle. And I, you know, I, um, used to do a lot of weight training exercises in the gym, um, muscle isolation and, and blow up those muscles, um, you know, whatever it is. And, and for, for us in, in the hunting world, you know, I think the most important muscle we can put on is core muscles. Um, so I've kind of switched my training routine and I'll, I'll go back and forth and I'll, uh, you know, I'll go back to lifting a little bit more, but you know, lately I've just been doing a lot of kettlebell exercises and I'm super psyched with this. Just, it's a lot of body movement and twisting and, and just a lot of core exercises. I'm really trying to work my core and my back and, and it works my legs. And then, and then I do, you know, a lot of like, uh, uh, pull-ups and, and push-ups and dips and things of that with my own body weight. But I do a lot of these core exercises, um, and these core exercises too, they keep your breathing and your heart rate up. So you're almost getting a, a double bang for your buck. You know, you're getting your, your weight training and strength training, but you're also getting a good cardio workout because you've got your heart rate, you know, up above 125 beats a minute, 145 beats a minute as you're going through this circuit of weight training and, and different core exercises. And so, um, it's been working really good for me. I I want to put lean muscle on. It it makes me stronger in the mountains, makes me climb those hills better and and then like I say I want to teach those muscles endurance. And then endurance is where I I put the majority of my focus on. I um I love the benefits of cardio work and endurance work and and teaching my body endurance. And so uh you know there's multiple different ways to go and and um I got to get a little bit better here. I uh, I've been getting my cardio work and I've been getting my runs in, but I've kind of got a little bit soft. My my wife got this new treadmill, you know, and so it's inside and it's warm and like on a day-to-day it's, you know, 28 degrees outside and the wind's blowing 30 and it's like, well, I'll just hop on this treadmill here and, and treadmill's a good workout. Don't get me wrong. I just, um like like last winter, I, I quit the gym and just said, I'm not going to pay the 35 bucks a month. I'm, I'm going to... I'm going to just go get my runs outside. I'm going to bundle up. I'm going to be 
outside. I'm going to suffer, you know, and it's good for me. And so, you know, I ran exclusively all winter long outside, whether it was 10 below or, or 20 below with or, or 20 degrees with the wind blowing, I ran outside. So that's really good for me and toughens me up mentally. And so, um, like I say, I got to get a little bit better. Lately, I've kind of got a little bit lazy. I've been on the treadmill probably more than I more than I should, but it's so easy and convenient. And also, it's a time factor too, where you know I can be on the treadmill and then be inside, take a shower, and then you know be to Thanksgiving dinner or whatever on time. But um, I do have to get I do have to toughen up here a little bit and and get outside a little bit more. And it's just been in the last couple weeks or the last month or whatever as it's gotten cold. I I kind of been working out on that thing and not that it's a bad thing. I'm still getting my cardio work in, um, you know, just for me to sharpen myself mentally. That's something that I, that I want to do. But, it, uh, so I do the majority of my cardio work through trail runs. I love trail running and, and it's been this evolution over the years. It's not fun all the time. And it, it wasn't fun when I first started out. It's enduring pain. It's, um, running isn't easy. And you, you start out, you know, I, I'd go out and I'd, I'd run a mile, you know, on gravel road or whatever, or pavement or whatever. And I, I started entering a few of these races just to keep my competitive edge, 10Ks and then half marathons and then marathons. And, and then I've entered a couple ultras and done that. And it it's just kind of been this evolution over the years. And I, I know I love the benefits I get out of running and I love the feeling I get when I'm done. And I love being like... I feel like runners when you when you're running all the time you're you're almost like a, a step above endurance wise above everybody else you know you just you know whether it's at work it's just um you know even if we're doing physical work and we're you know whatever it is uh, pouring concrete or or framing a place or you know I just don't run out of endurance I don't get tired and I you know my body doesn't use as much I don't sweat as much or I don't I feel like my body uses less water and so um you know, I don't get dehydrated as, as easy. And I, I feel like, um, you know, you deal with, um, you get so hot when you're running in the summertime and running in the heat and stuff. And so therefore, you know, I condition my body to where the heat doesn't bother me as bad. We can be working out in the sun and be roofing a house or whatever it is. And, and, uh, you know, I, I feel like I don't get too hot. I feel like my body regulates temperature more. And I, I also get a, I get, um, I do a lot of sauna work too. And I just love saunas. I've, um, I, I've always loved saunas down at the gym. And like I say, I quit the gym last year. But when I when I built this new house, I did this tile shower that was. I mean, gosh, the thing took me like two hundred hours of, of labor to work and do this shower that I did all custom in. And what I did is I put a steamer in it. So I know I'm I'm spoiled rotten to have a steamer in my house or whatever. But this was just it was something that we'd use more than we'd use a hot tub. You know, me and my wife, um, we both love saunas and love the benefit from them. And and uh, it actually has shown that it teaches the body endurance being in these saunas and being in that heat and it also helps your body regulate heat better um so you know i i do sauna probably four or five times a week so i i get a bunch of benefit out of that too um but but i just this this trail running uh, i it's just it it's been something that i found that i that i really enjoy and and i've kind of gone from pavement used to beat up on me a little bit and I've, I've still got really good joints. I'm, I'm late thirties now and, and, uh, you know, run thousands of miles a year, at least a thousand miles a year. And, um, how my joints just hold up really good. And what happens is, is I think your, your bones, um, become harder from the, the pounding and your body adapts to the stress you put on it. And so the more stress you put on your body, you know, the more, the more you adapt to it and the more you get conditioned to it. And so, you know, I don't have any joint pain or anything ever. You know, I don't, I don't take Advil or Tylenol or I don't take any of that. And I can go run 15 miles and I'm not sore. You know what a benefit that is in the mountains when you're when you're mountain hunting that you don't get sore and you don't get tired. Um, you know, you, you get tired and you have to keep pushing. But you know what I mean? Your body just holds up better than the average. And, and two, I think your recovery is better. You know, your body's so used to this heavy stress of, of running that that then, you know, when, when you get a good night's sleep, your body recovers because, I mean, I, I train nearly every day. I'm, I'm not... I'm not good at taking breaks. I listen to my body and if I'm really run down, I'll take a day off, but I do best when I'm running six, seven days a week and, you know, I'll take an easy day and do three to five miles or something like that. But, but most days I'm pushing hard and I, and I push a bunch of elevation 
you know, over the years, like I say, I started doing all these runs and I've worked up now to where now I, I pretty much exclusively do trail runs. Um, it, I just, I love the benefit of, of going up and down hills and working those muscles, you know? And so it, 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 you know, climbing up, you know, for me, 2000 feet elevation works me way better than six miles on flat or 12 miles on flat. It's just that elevation is, it puts the uh, strain on my body and my body adapts to it. And, and, you know, when you're used to running two to 3000 feet elevation every day, you get in the mountains two to 3000 feet at a, at a good hiking pace is nothing, you know? And so, um, like I say, it's not for everybody. I know everybody's not a runner out there and, and there's different ways to get cardio work. And, and like I say, you're given what you're given genetically. Some guys knees don't hold up, but you know, I think it's something you ease into. And if you, if you can't, you know, you're not going to be able to start running up hills, but you know, you can throw a pack on and hike up hills. And, and I just find that, that running, you know, you get good workouts from other things, but, but running puts the highest stress on my body in the least amount of time. So to bike ride, I'd have to bike ride two, three hours to get the same workout I get in an hour of trail running. And, you know, whether it's an elliptical, you know, in that, in that hour, I'd have to do the elliptical. I can get that same workout in 20 minutes of hard running or hard mountain running. And so, you know, I've just found it's the most efficient way for me to get a really good workout. And so, you know, I'll mix and match and I'll mix and match bike rides and, and bike ride is, is a whole nother beast. It really works your quads, which is great. I call it the pain machine in the mountains and that thing is just brutal on your quads, but it takes longer to get that exercise and you're not getting as good a cardio as I get on my trail run. So, I, you know, I've found trail running, but it, it's, you just got to find out what's right for you and everybody's a little bit different. I know some guys say that the trail running isn't the same as being in the mountains. You need to get weight in your pack and hike up hills and, and there may be some truth to that too. You know, I've just found it works for me and gets me in really good shape and, and then I you know, I work on my strength and my, my flexibility and and in turn, all three of those things, you know, gets, gets me ready for the mountains, but you know, whatever it is, it's just getting out and doing it. And it's, again, it's that mental strength. It's making, it's making yourself do a workout when you don't feel like doing a workout. I mean, how many days do you have a long day at work and you get home and you, you don't feel like doing a workout. You feel like, man, I just want to relax. I've been working hard all day. But if, if you have this mental strength in this, um, you, you know, you get in this routine of working out, you almost feel guilty if you don't. And so you just start to squeeze in the time whenever it is, whether it's early, whether it's, you know, I, I'll run on my lunch break or I'll run, um, after work or I'll, you know, I'll get my headlamp on and run at night. It's, it's just finding and making the time. So you still get your work done. You still spend time with your family, but you get your workout. It's a, it's a priority in your life, you know, n- not only to work out and be healthier, but in turn to, to be a better hunter and to accomplish your goals come season. Um, so that's, that's what drives me. And anymore, you know, the only time I ever take off is for hunting season. I, I take off, um, you know, during big game season and then, you know, big game season isn't even over by the time I start running again and getting in my workouts, you know, it just slows down a little bit where I can start making the time again and I start going for it. And and even right now my season isn't over, but you know, I'm working out hard thinking about next season already, you know, and, and just get my body to even better shape and, and, um, uh, be better for the mountains and be able to push harder. Um, God, it just means so much to me to, to be in good shape, you know, come hunting season. Um, so I, I, you know, I'm working on it right now. Um, in fact, I got to get in my workout today. It's, um, it's almost four o'clock already and I, gosh, I've been busy all day and, and, uh, so I've got to fit it in tonight, you know, somehow, some way, just get in my workout. And, and then again, that's that, that mental strength. It, it just, um, it toughens you and hardens you. What do they, is that saying uh, sharpened steel or steel sharpened steel? I guess that doesn't apply here. I uh, lost my train of thought, but the, I, I like that saying. It just, um, it, you know, going into season as sharp as you can be. And, and, and part of that is making yourself work out and, and holding yourself to this, to these goals that you've set out for yourself. And once you start to do it and make yourself do it day after day, you gain mental strength from that because you make your, you, you make yourself go, go punish yourself for, you know, whatever it is, 30 minutes, an hour, whatever you make, make time every day and you make yourself do it. And, And then it seems like when you come into season, you put in all this hard work and you've made yourself go every day. 
day, you know, there's no way you're going to sleep in on morning hunt or there's there's no way if you've got two more days to hunt that you're going to give in early. You're going to keep pushing and keep going hard. And so, you know, this this holding holding yourself to, you know, the workout goals that you set out is a big part of mental strength. And and like I say, it doesn't have to be trail running. Just find out what's right for you. And 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 the biggest thing for me is to get started. If I if I put off my workouts, I can put it off for a week, two weeks, whatever it is, you know, is what I used to do. Um, but anymore, you know, now just when I have the time, I get out and get started. I just, you know, right now, today, you know, I want to be in better shape for next season. I'm going to get a workout today. I'm going to do it. And, and like I say, it's whatever it is, whether it's, it's hiking and, you know, walking around the loop, riding your bike, whether it's uh, getting on one of these machines, a treadmill or elliptical or, oh, that, uh, they used to have that Jacob's ladder at the gym. I went, that thing's a pain machine too, where you're just constantly climbing elevation, but there's all kinds of cardio machines out there. And, and then, you know, you just got nature out there too, where you can get out hiking. I really think weight in the, in the pack is a great workout and, and, uh, going for it. And, And two, some of the, the best workouts for me or that I like the most are when you don't know you're getting a workout. So I used to love wrestling where you just go in and you go into wrestling practice and you'd wrestle hard and you get this this awesome phenomenal workout, but but you're just you're just working on your wrestling the whole time. And so, you know, nowadays, you know, whether it's uh, men's league basketball, I like to play basketball and and I've kind of dropped off here uh, this this past year. I got to get back into it this winter here. Um, but, you know, you go in and play basketball for a couple hours and you're sprinting up and down the court and you're playing basketball and having fun with your buddies or whatever it is. And and you don't even know you're getting a workout, but you are, you know, and, and same thing for, for, um, you know, out in the woods, whether you got a weekend day or whatever it is, maybe you're taking a backpack trip or a scouting trip, or you're hunting for horns or you're, you know, mix and match these fun activities, you know, where, where you don't even realize you're getting a workout or it, it, it doesn't seem like a pain or suffering. And so, um, try to find creative ways to, to get in your workout and have fun with it. Um, you know, where you can, where you can get these, these big workouts and you, you don't even realize you're getting them because you're, you're having fun in the competition or having fun in the activity that you're having. So, so be creative there and, and, uh, just hold yourself to it and, and hold yourself to, to being in better shape next season. And, and no matter how good a shape you are come season and no matter how hard you can push, you can, you can always be better and you can always be stronger and, and you can always be stronger mentally. Um, you know, uh, Again, that saying that doesn't even apply, but I swear there's something with it. Steel hardened steel. I guess that applies to like, um, like if you were wrestling with tough competition, that guy helps sharpen you. So I guess we could apply it here. Is is um, you know, like I like to get my all my buddies into working out, and and uh, none of my buddies worked out you know, on their own or before they, they met me, and not that you know I'm the reason that they have success or anything like that, but um you know, they, they see what I do in the hunting woods and they, they ask me and we talk about it. And pretty soon guys that have never ran are going and doing runs with me. And, and when you get your buddies involved that way, um, you know, you're, you're also holding yourself accountable. If you got to meet your buddy at three to go do a run, you're going to be there at three. There's no putting it off. There's no, I can't make it, bud. you know, you gotta, you gotta be there. You told them you were going to be there. So I think the more you can get, you know, your spouses involved, your hunting buddies involved and, and, and lead by example. And then, so that's the new favorite saying I like, right? Steel hard and steel, get your buddies involved. And, and, uh, the tougher they are is the tougher it'll make you. Um, so, uh, there we go. I got to fit in that, that saying that didn't fit earlier, but, uh, um, I, I think it, I think it's super important. Like I say, the more people you can get involved, the more it holds you accountable. Um, and, and the harder your buddies are pushing and the better shape they are, you know, the better shape you want to be in. It's human nature, this competition. Um, so, you know, if you want to accomplish your goals, you work really hard and you get in good shape. And, uh, you know, I know a lot of my buddies that have never worked out are now runners and now work out religiously and they've seen more success because of it. And I, I know I've seen more success because of it. Um, so steel hard and steel. <laughs> um, and, and so, um, that's an important part of it, but but getting out of physical fitness, just like I say, the main thing is just get started. Get out today, go get a workout, and hold yourself to it, you know, whatever it is, three days a week, five days a week, seven days a week, whatever you can do, just get started. 
Because once you're started, you're going to hold yourself to it. And and like I say, you're paying your dues for next season. You're going to come into next season stronger and, and tougher and, and, and uh, with more mental strength. So it's super important. Um, so the next part of this um, podcast I wanted to get into um, is improving your shooting. Um, so um, as well as physical fitness, your shooting is so important and you can never be too good of a shot. Um, it's something that we're always evolving and we're always getting better at. And every successful hunt comes down to making your shot. Comes down to executing a good shot and harvesting that animal. And, and, and two, you know, we all get lucky in the woods. We all get a lucky break or a lucky opportunity. Sometimes you feel like you don't. You know, I feel like I earn and, and work so hard for all my opportunities but sometimes you just get lucky and you find this giant critter, you know, and, and there's a little bit of luck mixed into hunting, but it's about capitalizing on those opportunities. And if you're a good shot, you're, you're going to be able to capitalize on these opportunities. And so I just want to make sure that, you know, at least for me, I work so hard all year round on my shooting and becoming better in my shot execution. And I come into season and I continue shooting during season because I don't want to lose what I've gained. And now that hunting season's winding down and getting over, you know, I want to make sure I don't just put my bow away for the year and, and not touch it again till next summer, you know, because I don't want to go backwards and get worse and then have to get back to where I was next summer, you know. And so um, my shooting is so important to me. Me and such a, a major facet of my game and and uh, I'm always pushing to become a better shot and 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 a lot of what I work on is my shot execution so you know we're always concerned with our groups and where the arrow hits but but what I'm really concerned with is executing a good shot um, you know I I want to I've got this mental checklist that I've told you guys before where I can talk myself through a shot you know where I I draw back and I anchor and I say okay aim and I I put my pin where it needs to go and then I say keep pulling keep pulling and I let that shot break um, that's a good shot execution now when I draw back and the shot won't go and all of a sudden I I, I punch my trigger and make that shot go. For me, that's not good shot execution. I want to execute good shots every shot. And if it isn't a good shot, uh, I've taught myself, you know, I want to let down and not let a bad shot go. Um, you know, I don't, I don't, I, you know, I had a couple misses this year, and but, but I don't want to miss. I want to have a perfect season where I don't miss, where it's either, you know, I take the shot and I hit the animal perfect, or I don't take the shot. And whether that's I can't get a good range or whether that's I couldn't execute the shot, you know, I want to be able to let down and not let that bad shot go. So it's a key at knowing what a good shot is. And I maybe got a little bit harsh the other day when I was talking about back tension execution and working your trigger. I really do think it's something everybody can improve on, but there too, I think there's a lot of great trigger shooters out there um, that command shoot, that that can aim at their target and execute their shot. And, and trigger shooting is, it's highly effective if you don't let if target panic doesn't creep in and target panic is this this natural thing that happens the more you shoot and the more you execute your shot you start to anticipate when that shot's going to go off and you start to anticipate when that pins in the middle and, and you start making it go making it go and and that's what I don't want to see guys do. And so I, I want you to work on, you know, if you're a trigger shooter, make sure you're you're aiming and letting yourself aim and just squeezing on that trigger until that shot goes. And that'll keep away from, from getting target panic and keep you executing that shot. But, um, you know, a, a trigger is a great way to go. You know, I'm, I'm shooting the back tension and shot back tension releases and hinges. And now I shoot a thumb release hunting. And it, and it works for me. Um, you know, I had a case of target panic. Um, I told you guys, before where I couldn't aim at the middle of the target my pin would always settle low and then I'd have to force it up and force my shot to go up but it was just like my pin was allergic to that bullseye and it wasn't like a horrible problem I was able to fight through it and I was able to kill some some great animals but I just looked at my shooting and and just what could I improve and and for me it was like man if I could just aim at the center of that target every time and didn't have to fight it you know I, I could be the best shot or you know not that I could be the best shot ever but in my mind that's how I felt because I can hold that bow so steady. Um, so for me, that was a big change that that really helped me. But but look at your shooting in this off season. You want to make any upgrades to your gear. 
um, you know, whether it's gear to your bow or changes to your bow or changes to your form, you want to do that now in the winter time because these major changes that you make to your shooting form, you know, and whether it's, uh, uh, you know, whatever it is, changes to your grip or changes to your anchor point or changes to your release or whatever it is, um, any changes, you know, they're not w- what you're comfortable with and, and not what you're used to. And so what you find that happens is these major changes that are better for your shooting you end up getting a little bit worse before you get better. So your shooting will go downhill a little bit because you're a, you're adopting this this new form or adopting this new way to shoot and you're not used to it. So your shooting gets a little bit worse and your groups get a little bit worse. But the deal is, is the upswing, you're going to get better than you were before, you know, and so you've just got to see this through and know it's a, a a good form change for you or whatever it is for improvement. And it it's tough on the ego, you know, we, we like to believe we're good shots and it's tough to to get advice from other people and, and people don't just offer it up and it's not a good way to go and tell a guy, hey, by the way, your draw length's too long or you're, you know, so these are things that you have to figure out and you figure out by asking questions and guys will give you the information if you just let your guard down a little bit like hey does this draw length look too long for you and in a too long a draw length is another major mistake that I see a lot of guys shoot with and you shoot a longer draw length because it gives you more energy in your bow and gives you more penetration but the problem is is you're extended out um, you know and you'll almost lean back a little bit and so your shooting form goes downhill so you're not shooting as good a group as you could shoot with a shorter draw length. Um, but but nobody's going to come up and tell you this. This is something you've got to figure out or you've got to ask guys that you trust around there. And if you if you let let your guard down and, and let your ego go a little bit and you, you're in at the shop and, you know, I like to I like to shoot leagues in the wintertime and I shoot with a lot of good shots. And, and, you know, I've got ego too where I've been hunting for a lot of years and successful and a writer and I do film hunts and all this stuff that I do, you know, where I built myself up. I, you know, I've killed all these trophies and I've become this good hunter well I've got this ego too that I'm that I'm a good shot and I have to push that to the back of my mind and I have to go to these shooters that are better than me or as good as me and some some of the guys you know even aren't as good as shots as me but they they know more have different different tricks or secrets or you can learn something from everybody but you know I just ask a lot of questions you know and I I ask because I want to learn and just like you guys listening to this podcast you know you want to learn and gather as much information as you can and so I pick these shooters brains all the time. I'm, I'm always asking them questions. And, and even if it's, um, you know, I, I've got a good execution. I'll, I'll just ask questions where I can learn how they do things different. And, uh, and I do the same thing with good hunters and that's, you know, I've got this good guest coming up and I want to ha- I want to continue to get these good public land self-guided hunters on here because I, I like to, I like to share, you know, what's made me successful and my mindset and, and what's helped me, but I also like to gain information on how they do, how they're successful and how it works for them. I, I have this really good buddy, Ryan Williams and, and, um, he's a great friend of mine and a great hunter. He's really good with his bow and with his rifle. Um, but he just gets it done. I mean, whether it's bears, whether it's elk, whether it's deer, he's killed some really nice critters and he, and he goes really hard. Um, it pushes really hard and he hunts really hard and every year he finds success, you know, and, and when I share ideas with him, a lot of times he's got different takes on how he hunts different styles and in different ways he's successful, different ways he executes, executes his shots or different ways. And so picking these guys brains and figuring out how different guys do it. It, you can gain knowledge from it and in archery is this ever evolving sport where you you never get to the top of the heap there's there I mean there's always somebody that can shoot better than you and and even in the you know my local shop that I go to in Bozeman in there there's a bunch of really good shots and a bunch of successful hunters and and good good target shooters and it's just uh, an absolute wealth of information and so I you know I try to share information as guys ask questions and and want to learn stuff and I try to help out you know anything I see or anybody I can help but then I'm also trying to gain information as well and I'm talking to these guys and asking questions and and uh 
they're really good buddies. They're, they're always offering up, you know, tips that have made them better, how they execute a shot. And and so I've gained a lot from that, but, but you do have to let your ego go a little bit, you know, and, and, uh, kind of, kind of take a step back and not that you got to pretend you're a horrible shot or anything like that. But, um, you know, it's tough to ask questions and tough to get advice. Um, and like I say, nobody walks up to you and goes, Hey, your draw length's an inch too long. It's something that you almost have to figure out on your own, or you have to ask guys, you know, to get that advice. And, and, uh, so that, that's a, that's a big one is you, you want to look at your form and look at your shooting and see what kind of improvements you can make that, that'll make you a better shot come next season. And, and then you want to work on your execution. Like I say, that's my main focus right now is executing good shots and, and not letting bad shots go. And, and then, like I told you guys, most of my mistakes this year have been rangefinder mistakes. So I've got to figure out some new rangefinder training um, where I get better with this rangefinder. And I think a lot of it, it for me is just patience. It's it's not trying to force a shot. You know, it's not thinking you have a good range. It's making sure you have a good range. And so, you know, I've got a lot of rangefinder skill. I've been doing it forever. You know, but um, I think I just have to remember that going into the hunt. You know, as is I, I know my shot execution and I think and focus on that all the time, but I've almost got a, like my pre-shot um, routine, I, I've got to make sure I have a good range. And if I don't have a good range, I don't shoot. And if it's, if it's a, you know, I'm not going to shoot a tree and then try to subtract five yards and try to try to make that shot. I need to know the range, you know, and I, I need to be a little bit better at that. So that's one of the improvements I need to make in this off season. And, and, um, you know, and maybe an upgrade in my range finder too. I'm thinking about upgrading to maybe one of those Leicas or something like that. I want to try one of those out, but, um, for me, I think it's it's my pre-shot routine, making sure I have a good range. Because if I have a good range, I can execute that shot and kill him. But if I don't, I'm going to miss. And that accounted for a couple misses this season. And so um, I need to get a little bit better at that. That's an improvement I need to make. But but along with that, I'm continually going to work on my execution of my bow. And I um, that that I noticed that um, Matthews I got... Um, for the Eastman's film hunts. I shot it really well this year and got used to it, but it seems like their draw length is longer than that Hoyt's. I need to order a shorter string for it, I think. And, and, uh, do about I think it uh, get a cut about a half inch off that draw length and I just got the bow kind of late coming into the hunt didn't have time to get new strings and mess with it so I twisted my cable or what is it untwist my cables twisted my string and was able to shorten it as short as I could get it and then also put a short string loop on it and kind of shorten up my draw length there and, and make it work but I think this year I need to order a new string for that and kind of shorten that draw length a little bit. I like the draw length on the Hoyt. It seems to fit me perfect, and I seem to shoot it well. Um, can't really think of any upgrades I'm going to make to my equipment or to my bow. Um, you know, I think it's just shooting it, shot execution, and and getting as, as good as I can get at it. And who knows what I'll learn this year just doing my, my leagues. You know, every every Thursday I go up and shoot in this paper league. And, I you know, I'm not the best paper shooter in the world, but I'm always looking to get better and, and always looking to improve. And, I you know, I'm not in competition with other guys so much as I'm in competition with myself. So, um, you know, every Thursday I'll be up there, be shooting with really good shots up there. And so I'm sure I'll pick up tips or information, you know, up there. Um, shooting a new, um, or I started last, last year, year before started shooting a hinge on paper hinge, uh, release. And that thing's really helped me. I really like that. And it's, it's helped my form. And so going to continue to shoot that hinge. Um, let's see, last year I put a click in it. That seemed to help me a little bit. Oh, that's one of the changes I want for paper is a lot of times I can't focus on the pin on the paper. I don't know why that is, but, but I, um, I think I want to get like a little light, um, scope for, for my indoor bow and not that I shoot a bunch of indoor tournaments or anything like that, but I think it would help me to have a little four power magnification there. So I could just tell exactly where my pin is and maybe pick up a few points there. So no real changes to my hunting setup or anything, just some changes to the bow I'm going to shoot indoor with and, you know, try to shoot some better scores and get better and improve. And, and, um, so I'm, those, those changes are those, like you say, how does an indoor bow, you know, help me on my, 
on my um, on my bow hunting setup. Well, it just helps me because it keeps that competitive nature in me or it keeps that edge where I'm constantly thinking, trying to get better and I'm working at it. I'm practicing all week because I want to shoot good on Thursday or on the Saturday tournament or whatever. And so, you know, it, it just keeps me working at it and keeps that competitive edge to where I'm constantly working to get better. And, and then also it's high pressure situations. You know, you're shooting on a line with 30 of your peers up there on a 20 yard line and you've got, you know, three arrows to shoot, you know, you want to execute three good shots. And so all of a sudden you're putting this pressure on yourself that you wouldn't normally have shooting by yourself or practicing in your yard. And so those high pressure situations are just getting me ready for when I'm shooting at that big buck or that big bull. So I can go through that mantra in my head. I can execute a good shot under high pressure, you know, and it starts to build confidence and then help me for next season. So that's a lot of what I'm trying to do. But, um, just, you know, I, I, I think the, the point of of this whole deal is whether it's physical fitness, whether it's your map study, whether it's your bow shooting is, is keep involved, keep evolving, you know, don't, don't be happy with where you're at. Keep improving this, this bow hunting and this archery hunting, and especially public lands and all the competitions, uh, competition out there, you know, it's not easy to be successful. And it's, it's this sport that we have, um, you know, if you call it a sport, it's, it's like you can never be at at the top pinnacle of it. You can always keep learning. You can always get better. And and, and even as, as good as you can, I'm constantly evolving and I'm constantly improving. I'm constantly learning from my mistakes. And, you know, I want to come into next season and I'd, I want to have a perfect season and not lose a bad arrow. And I, I want to kill some giant trophies and, and uh, I'm going to set my goals to it. I'm going to work hard all year to try to accomplish them. And and um, so I think that's the important um, lesson to take from this is just keep evolving, keep Im- keep improving, keep working at every facet of your game to get better. And, and then come next season, you're going to be that much more prepared and, and that much better of a hunter out in the field next season. And and um, really, it's been the, the key to my success over the years and and in harvesting some huge animals is just, I work at it constantly. I'm constantly learning and constantly picking up information. And so that's what I, I take from this podcast and getting ready for next season. So, um, so anyways, as yes, second part of, of uh, next season preparation. So you got your work cut out for you. Um, you know, get in that workout, start today, um, do whatever you can do and, and keep improving. So, Um, Thanks for tuning in, guys. Um, Yep, we'll talk to you next week. I'll get, uh, I think I'm going to have that guest, Travis um, uh, uh, Notary. Jesus, I butchered his last name. Hold hold on a second. God dang it. I had this. I'm always messing up his his last name. It's uh, Nowitney. Yeah, Travis Nowitney. Okay, I got it. So just a a slight uh, mess up there. just butchered that one god that's horrible i I gotta write myself some flashcards or something but well i may not know how to pronounce his last name but super excited to have him on travis uh is just a diehard uh uh, western hunter and is super successful man he's killed some some giant bucks and giant bulls and and uh hunted a bunch of western states and i just have a ton of respect for him so even though i can't pronounce his last name or can't remember how on the spot um he's going to be a great guest and and we're all going to learn something from from him and and i'm just super excited to have him on so that'll be coming up we'll get that out next week so till then keep shooting straight and keep improving